Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. In this episode, I continue my discussion with Michael Stelsner, who does a podcast called The Social Media Marketing Podcast, one of my top five podcasts I listen to every week. He has awesome guests, and he's got uh, tools and techniques I think you'll find interesting. And today, we're going to do part two of my talk with Michael Stelsner. Are you ready? Then brace yourself. Let's go. It's time for the Bill Kasky Podcast, a weekly show carefully crafted to help you grow your skills and your results in business. Now, here's your host, Bill Kasky. Well, if you heard last week's episode, you'll know how bright and smart and uh, almost a marketing genius Michael is. And I think if you'll uh, listen on, he talks about some other things you can try, some other things you can do. And just the way he thinks about marketing today, I think is unique and very useful, especially as you sales professionals are looking to expand your marketing prowess and chops. You'll like this uh, part two of my interview with Michael Stelzner. Hey, welcome back to the Bill Kasky podcast. Last week, on last week's episode, we interviewed Michael Stelzner. He's back today for episode two, two-part series. And today, we're going to talk with Michael a little bit about marketing. And if you did not hear the interview last week, the in the show notes is the episode number and a link. I encourage you to do it because we, I think it's important you understand the context of where Michael comes from and how he looks at things and how he thinks about business. And so, Michael, welcome back. Thank you, Bill, for having me back. It was a long week, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> uh, so let's we we ended last episode talking about personal branding, and as I said in the last episode, I am forever encouraging my sales organizations and clients to think more like marketers. And when they say, well, what does that mean, Bill? I feel like, well, you've got to understand that you're a, you're a copywriter when you write emails. You're a video producer when you shoot video. You're a designer when you put, when you post things on LinkedIn. So all those things to me fall into the, not underneath the marketing uh, category. So tell me, do you agree or not with that? And if you do, if you don't, we're done. If you do, <laughs> tell me why, why it's so important for people to put it, to have one hat that's a marketing hat that they, they put on occasionally. Well, let's be honest. Uh, what marketing used to be and what it is today are very different, right? The old days of marketing, people think of uh, advertisements and they think of, um, you know, Super Bowl commercials, full page newspaper ads, radio ads. But today, marketing is direct selling. So it really is the job of marketers to bring in sales. The difference is they do it without talking to people. They do it through mediums, right? They do it through Facebook ads. They do it through YouTube videos. They do it through LinkedIn posts. They do it through blog posts. So the reality is that uh, marketing and sales have kind of merged together now. Mm -hmm. And as a result, 
of all the innovation that's happened in the last 10 years with the social stuff, it makes the job of selling a lot easier. So anybody who is a salesperson should look at marketing as an accelerator because what it does is it gets them primed and ready so that when you do talk to them, they're ready to buy. Or you might not even need to talk to them at all. Yeah, I keep going, but you know, I mean, I, I'm with you. Marketing is the action to drive people to a sale, but it's done through a medium, right? So it's done not necessarily face to face. That's typically what sales is. Yeah. The marketing is done in preparation leading to the sale. So as a host, you're always taught to ask the question, well, tell me, Michael, what are the biggest mistakes people make? So I will ask that. And I ask it not just to fill space here, but because I think sometimes when we are reluctant to look at ourselves as marketers, we're afraid of making a mistake. So let's just get those mistakes right out in the open. What mistakes do you see companies make primarily with their marketing that they come to social media marketing world to fix? What, what do you see? Yeah, um, so, so the biggest mistake is going directly for the sale on a social media platform. So you can do that in a paid ad, but you cannot do that organically the platforms will restrict it from being seen. So if you post something that says, I have a sale that ends Friday, it will probably not be seen by any of your fans or followers because it will be repressed by the algorithms because they're saying that ought to be an ad. Does that make sense? So yeah. that can be done through paid, but it cannot be done through organically very easy. The second mistake people make is they don't understand the concept of nurture right? Which a lot of people do in the sales world, right? You got to nurture people. They got to get to know you and like you and trust you. And um, a lot of people in my world just go for the sale and they don't understand that people yeah. buy from those whom they know, like, and trust. So how can you establish that know, like, and trust? You got to be known for something, right? And you've got to deliver value to people for free before they're going to be willing to pay you for something more valuable. That's, yeah. my, that's my feeling at least. So when you when you look at your own organization and, and you are in a, you know, annual uh, initiative to fill up a conference, that's right. no, that's no small task. Uh, what do you find has worked recently in your world to, and if, I know a lot of people listening won't be filling up conferences, but, but it's kind of all the same. You're asking people to take money out of their pocket and buy something and, and travel. In this email. I got to tell you, emails are magic sauce. Okay. So simply said, we have um, a way of collecting emails and we collect 19 to 20,000 a month, mostly through our blog. And it attracts audiences from all over the place. It's very big. We have like a million people a month that are visiting that thing. So about a couple percentage points of those people convert onto our email list. And then every time we have a new article, we email those people. And then when we have something to sell, we also email those people. Mm -hmm. So the idea is we're, we're giving them value in their inbox every single week. And I have I have three people on my sales team full time. And the way they do this in a sales context is they know who their prospects are and they know who their prior customers are. And they're just emailing them news, interesting things that they might want to know about what's happening in the industry just to remain top of mind. Yeah. So that's the way they do it. And then when we are ready, when that prospect is ready to come back or that customer, that relationship has kind of been established. So that's really important. You can do it direct or you can do it indirect, but you got to do it some way. You know, that's really true. I, I, this combines with the last point you made about we, we swoop in for the kill way too soon. And I see it sometimes 
a salesperson will send me, one of my clients will send me their opening email that they're trying to get a meeting with someone. And it always feels a little bit desperate, always feels a little bit pushy, shovey pressure. And I say, I always say, why don't you send them something of value? What is a question that they may have right out of the box that you could help them with? Is there a problem that typically people in your niche have? And they don't think about that. They usually just think about, I need appointments. I get managed on appointments, so I need appointments. And appointments lead to proposals and proposals lead to sales. Right. You and I know that before the appointment, there was some nurturing. There's some foreplay. Absolutely. And uh, one of the cool things that I've had people do to me recently, which is really cool, is they send me these personalized videos. Um, one of them is with a tool called BombBomb. Have you ever heard of BombBomb before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really cool. So... Um, and I've had people do this with me in the past where they're like, okay, what is Michael interested in? How can I add value? This one guy said, knew I was interested in my podcast and he wanted to get to know me for whatever reason, right? He was trying to sell me not a product, but he was trying to sell me on him. But in this particular case, he made me a personalized video and gave me some feedback that was really valuable feedback to help my podcast look better in the Apple iTunes directory. Hmm. Eventually I became friends with the guy and eventually we worked together, you know? Hmm. So the idea that you can, if you have a couple of prospects that you know, it's going to take a long time to get to know because maybe they're so high profile, creating a personalized video, holding up a card with their name on it and just saying, Hey, I am loving what you're doing, want to give you some feedback. Nobody's ever going to see that as a pitch. Like, here's what I love <laughs> no. about what you just said on a podcast. You know what I mean? You That's do that great. enough and eventually you're going to, they're, they're going to listen to the email from you, you know, because you're providing value to them. In that case, you're pumping their ego up. <laughs> yeah. And they're giving you advice that's, that's helping. That, that piece of advice, I would probably want to know who he is. I might want to know. Yeah, John um, Dumas was the guy that told me that, by the way. Who was that? John Lee Dumas. He's got a big podcast. Called oh, sure. I know John. Okay. Leadership. Yeah. This is back when he was starting. Yeah. I always feel like, you know, when my daughter, I have a daughter who's 26, so 25, 26, and she was interviewing for a job when she got out of college and, and she went to the first interview, second interview, final interview. They said, okay, we'll let you know on Monday. I said, you go out right next to the pool there and not and, and shoot a video and say, I just want to tell you how appreciative I am of this and of that. And she goes, oh, dad, this is stupid. This is stupid. Oh, that's and the smartest she, thing ever. And she did it and she got the job. And they said, by the way, we sent the video around to all the people who interviewed you. So now she sent it to her contact, but she sent it around to everybody. Well, who else are you going to pick? If, unless you, unless she was worthless, which she's not. Well, it's definitely a way to stand out. That's absolutely yeah. for sure. Yeah. That's which, what you got to do in this world. You got to stand out. There's a lot of competition. Yeah. And video is a good way to do it. Michael, as we close, do you have any other, uh, do you have a tip maybe if, if I'm listening and maybe I'm not a, a sales person, I'm a sales VP, sales leader. Uh, I'm, I've forever am talking to these people about, you've got to understand, you know, the leader has to have insight. The leader is the one that steps up and looks out on the horizon and sees things the way they will be. What kind of advice would you have for a, a sales leader in this area of marketing? I would, I would suggest that you get your team to start using Instagram stories and Facebook stories. And all you got to do is op- open up Instagram, push a button and just record, Hey, I'm heading over to a sales call today. I'm about to pop into IBM's headquarters. I'll let you know how it goes. Or, Hey, just got off a call. Man, that was rough. You know, and you just <laughs> document like your story literally in 10 second things and it's gone in 24 hours. But by doing this, that salesperson is going to be seen by his network 
and they're going to know what he does. And it's like a miniature vlog, like a little, like a little journal that disappears every 24 hours. But I guarantee you that eventually his audience is going to get to know him and like him and see the human side of him. And that's something nobody's doing right now. And I really, this could be huge for the right person. I always thought of this is this is a, a big miss for me. I've always thought of Instagram stories as as cutting up video into a little fifteen second. You're just saying fifteen you, seconds is the max, but just do it. Just do it this. If you hold the button down, you can go longer than fifteen seconds. But yeah, I mean, like it, it, you literally record from Instagram, and then you have a button that publishes it to Facebook, and boom, you got both audiences, and you're done. Wow. Awesome. Michael, I appreciate uh, your time today. How would you recommend uh, people get with you is uh, podcasts? I know obviously most of our listeners are also podcast listeners in general. What would be the best way? Social media marketing podcast or social media examiner.com. You can find all the great stuff we've got going on. Okay. And the uh, conference is coming up in March, March, March 2nd and 3rd in San Diego, California. People come from 40 countries all over the world. And if you really want to take your marketing to the next level and understand this foreign world, if you will, of social media, uh, come to this place and really discover a lot more tips than what I just shared, because we've got literally the top experts in the world. And there's a lot of salespeople that come. That's awesome. Michael, once again, thanks for your time and uh, for being on the podcast today. Appreciate you, Bill. If you want more Caskey, go to BillCaskey.com and you can get on his list or set up a time to speak live. And make sure you share this episode with your tribe too. 